sound uh, then means. we figure it out <laughs> that we are about to record a, uh, another conversation in the in the dissect podcast studio uh lambert is here but he won't be speaking today <laughs> maybe barking maybe <laughs> generally not actually only if there's like a, a tussling out in front then he got yeah, wily that one time there's a hobo trying to camp out <laughs> yeah he wasn't <laughs> having it that's probably all the time right yeah yeah <laughs> He's I the th- least threatening dog, yet sometimes he acts so tough. <laughs> it's, it's like a little furball, but he's, <laughs> he seems to be fairly aggro. Anyway, Michael's here. I'm here. Um, today, we're actually going to sit down with someone that <laughs> they've wanted to talk to for a long time in this setting, actually. Mm-hmm. Mr. Johnny Carlquist, who I would, I'll, I'll just say he is um, he's a God, I can even say, I guess I can, because mm. he's a Jim Jones OG. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I am, <clears throat> I am thinking 2005. Five. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Um, so that's not a short time ago. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're all <laughs> that much older. Yeah. Let's just say. <laughs> A, a lot, mis- uh, you know, many mistakes later. <laughs> <laughs> On, for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're all, um, you know, we're in a good place. We're, we're all a- so much wiser. Is that what you're going to say? And then you stopped. <laughs> I, I did catch myself on that. I was going to say, we're all in a, you know, we're sitting in a warm room. It's snowing outside and. Um, it does feel very festive. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I, I don't know necessarily even kind of kind of where to start because my question is like this is one of the this is one of your first students that became like actually so here's all i could uh, all i was thinking about earlier today when i was getting ready to come down and like what are we going to talk about what are we going to okay the first thing that i wanted to say is that like i wish i was into jujitsu because or i i mean could get into it even like mentally or um, I just got issues with people grabbing my neck, but <laughs> that um, makes it hard. you get over that really quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, one must, but anyway, but to, th- and, and the reason that I say that I wish that I was into it is mostly because I would um, love to have an instructor that is as good as you are. Well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I, just, I feel like I got that with, with the gym, with you, with Jim Jones and starting out. It was um, all the time I feel lucky that because I just fell into it. wasn't wasn't something that, well, maybe I was seeking it, but but I didn't know it, right? And, yeah. and you know, just the way that all happened. Um, how, how did it happen? Well, for me... So it happened because Lisa was taking class, um, jujitsu class. Um, and that was at the old, at when, when Pedro was still here. Yeah. From Pedro. So but like she then. was also working with Wilbur Nellis. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 At the Cove. Yeah. Um, 
And then he mentioned, hey, if you want to do more jujitsu, you should go to Peter's Academy where we were there always. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Sarah was teaching a women's class. So they became close friends and Sarah invited, Sarah was invited actually before me oh. to this place. Jim Jones. But I, but I think Harold. Harold was first. Was Harold, the constrictor. <laughs> yeah. Leo, <laughs> Harold, um, yeah. Was the first one. Yeah. Cause, cause it, it, yeah, because he had a, a rematch with Dennis, the Batman de Gloria. That's true. Um, <laughs> coming up. <laughs> like, now they're it's, like dragging shit up from the old, the, yeah. like super old times when yeah. fights happened at Sandy Station. Yeah, I was going to say the, the ultimate combat. Uh-huh. Yes. Anyway, and, and and that was my first exposure to any of that stuff because up until that point, I've been training climbers only. Right. And and then in the wake of you know, uh, Harold <laughs> earning his blue belt <laughs> by beating or however that happened. So, so yeah. So so what happened is we came in, James. And I don't know exactly who was on that first day. Sarah, for sure. Maybe Ricky Lindell was there. Yeah. Um, and possibly Diaz. He was there early. I don't know if he was there that day. It might have been later. But I do remember that first day going in there. I'd been drinking beers all night the <laughs> night before, smoking cigars. And uh, Sarah's like, you want to go exercise? You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, sure. How, how bad could it be? Because we, we thought we were fit. Yeah. And Mark just crushed us, like crushed us. And uh, I don't think I had a cigar for like a year after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was destroyed, but it was enough. It's the same thing with jujitsu with your first time mm. when, when you have an idea that you might be better at something you've never tried than you are. But I've seen it on UFC and I even comment that they should try things through the TV screen. Yeah. I say, hey, do that triangle or like arm bar or I yell elbow in it. Yeah, and then they do it, and I feel like I coach them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is a really funny aspect because uh, Giles, who I brought into the gym, who was visiting from the UK, uh, I brought him in because he had always been. Oh, I've always wanted to try jujitsu. He's like, I love you know MMA. I've always been a fan. He's like, I, I've just always been a little bit too afraid to go out and and that's the hardest thing is like you you look at MMA and that's how most people I think found jujitsu. Um, they, they look at it from that aspect and it has a bravado around it and that can be intimidating for people then to go learn the thing that they actually really want to learn and so he mentioned it and so I brought him in and we were just rolling doing basic drills and a little bit of you know whatever and his first comment was like I really thought I was going to be way better at this yeah. <laughs> like I and I that is kind of everybody's perspective of it but because you, I think you can identify that. Like you even might know what an omoplata is, or some you know, uh, kind of obscure jujitsu uh, submission, and then you can't. You have no idea like what your hips look like, or and that's kind of a phenomenal aspect of it. It's like it's so humbling. Yeah. No matter how tough you are. And that's what happened to me with 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 the gym. The gym. Yeah. I, we all got our asses handed to us. Um, <laughs> From Mark. Mark wasn't but, just like telling us what to do. Like, right, right, right. why don't you do another pull-up? He's, he's like, I'm still doing pull-ups. Why aren't you guys doing pull-ups? You know? <laughs> so I thought you guys just, it was your thing. You just pull all yeah. the time. You should be. <laughs> well, I can do pull-ups when I'm not tired. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> or when I have enough oxygen. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Did this and then like this because when it is shocking, you either double down or eject. I feel like like we either like oh I'm really bad at that and you want nothing to do with it, or was that kind of a answer to a question or that you didn't even know you were asking? You you felt you could immediately use this stuff. Uh, well, yeah, I thought for sure that I'm like I said I like. I really didn't have another cigar for a year. I really was like, man, I can't be drinking and coming in here. I just got killed. That was terrible. And it was terrible, the things we used to do. It wasn't just like, uh, you know. I feel like it used running. to be worse, oh, to my be honest. God. Like I, because we had no idea what we were doing either. I, Mark, Mark had a lot more idea than we did. But we, James and I were just like... But he, okay. Even then, I did some stuff that he gave me, and I would say that he knew more than any but any of us. And when I look at him, I'm like, man, you really didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I was. It, it was. That's why in the beginning there was like no money could change hands because mm. I needed to be in school, and happily I had, mm. you know, willing students. I mean, because yeah. and it was. I mean, it became the that. So it was. Was it three days a week? Was it Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or something? Yeah, four. Like that? It, it, it was in the four. beginning. It was yeah. it was yeah. four. Yeah. Um, and so that was and you and James and Diaz uh-huh. and Paul Sizemore. Yeah. Pretty much the crew that was being experimented upon. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's how I learned. I mean, that's how I learned. Like to to where I learned that it is possible to be too creative yeah <laughs> like that's way too much or that, that yeah. that's not enough that, yeah. those are the kind of things we yeah we gotta get at and and figuring yeah. out and then okay maybe you should stay away from that because that you know causes too much soreness and then can't do the sport right or then maybe once conditioning's not a problem um then then eventually it went back to three days so yeah, cut from four to three, and then eventually to two, two, two. and because then the conditioning wasn't the issue anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, there's a finite amount of energy. So now that that solid foundation or whatever is there, then um, we stay in contact with it. But mostly, because I remember at some point, Johnny, you were there were somewhere around twenty training sessions a week total between jujitsu and the gym. Yeah, I mean it was a lot of hours. Yeah. Hence, and I wasn't know. being smart about my diet or anything. I was just, <laughs> I was just constantly sore and tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we, m- Mark preached recovery, right? <laughs> but I didn't always, it's, I, I wasn't smart sure, about it. Didn't take. Yeah, it didn't and take. We all not along. Yeah. yeah. But then he was like, ah, he's old. What does he know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let him do the recovery for us. <sighs> At this point, you were competing quite a bit. Yeah, and that's why. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be... um, First of all, I was... But that's the thing that the gym gave me that that I helped me so much is just knowing that I wasn't going to be more tired than whoever else I was Mm -hmm. competing against. Like, um, you know, Mark had an analogy before. Like, if you step on the gas pedal, you know your your foot's not going to go through the floor and and hit the ground right below the car. But... Like whenever you push off, you have a, something to push off mm-hmm. of. And that was really, um, felt a lot of confidence in just, just that part. You know, there's always, you could get, someone can be better than you or you could be, 
hosed by a referee, things you can't control at all, but you can always control your, your fitness. And, and I never, after we started, I never, ever had that. I never quit because I was tired ever. Right. Yeah. And I had before. Mm. I mean, I think, and, and that was also, if you look, think back to sort of 2005, 2006 era, you know, the, what we were doing in the gym with you guys was different than anything that other jujitsu guys were doing in their gym. Yeah, for sure. Like, like it hadn't, the, the level of physical conditioning mm. um, hadn't risen to, let's just say, where it you know, potentially could be seen now. Yeah, certainly. And it, and it was not, you know, normal, let's say to, yeah, to be focusing on that stuff because, you know, most people didn't have a good enough hand. I'm guessing like, you know, either they, either they didn't know that they were going to get tired or, or there was so much focus on the technical aspect of the sport that the underlying foundation of conditioning you know, which, which allows you to, you know, ultimately, I mean, it's like, I, I guess the question for, for me that I was trying to figure out at the time was, okay, how does improved, and it was the same for climbing, it was the same for any sport. It was like, how can we use this space and the tech, technicals, techniques and whatever that we use here in the gym to improve in these sports? And yeah, if you're weak and you get stronger, then you have a bit more margin you know, when you're doing the sport, but it's not necessarily a strength thing for me. It was always, not always because I didn't learn this till later, but it's a recovery thing. It's a recovery within the effort thing that, that yeah, I can go hard. And then if I just, if I can just have a little bit of, you know, a backing off on the pace, then I can recover and still be there. I can, and I'm, you know, I've got a, you know, a 30 minute tank on the mat as opposed to a five minute tank on the mat. And then and then that also allows like, okay, the, the higher the level of fitness, the, the more you can practice the sport at a higher mm. level. So the more yeah, quality. Good, good quality training you have, um, which I think that's the, that was the key. Like the actual physical training in the gym doesn't necessarily make you better, but it does give you the keys to be able to do the practice, to, to practice the sport better. Exactly. I, I feel like in this, this um, it's very hard to get fit doing something that you're trying to get efficient at because the like the antagonism of hard efforts kind of goes away in jujitsu especially because you're trying so hard to relax and make it easy and to not expend energy and if that makes sense yeah and so therefore maybe the, like if you're already really good you can kind of do that mm. i think that you have to dance to the music too, right? If yeah. someone's trying to kill you, yeah. you, you can't. You you can You have to be pretty good just to not spend any energy and just lay there and mm -hmm. let them. And no, okay, like, like a I'm fine. Sound. Yeah, <laughs> but if you know if someone's going smooth, nice, nice kind of. I don't say necessarily like a flow roll, but like mm. smooth, and not spending a bunch of energy planning on training for a while. That's that's something different, but but you never know. It's like music; it really mm -hmm. is. Like you never know that the the what song it's gonna be, mm -hmm. right? It could be like really fast in the pit, and you're not gonna just do a samba, right? You gotta right. like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you have to be able to have the energy to to you know yeah. match what you're receiving. Yeah, the, I the, I think that I mean, given the dates, that style of training, it's still unheard of to have intelligent strength and conditioning in most fight sports, even though they have some sort of program. It's it's really hard to like separate the two and know like 
strength and conditioning is really influential to the sport, but it's really hard to take those guys that their sole focus is, you know, strength and conditioning and then really have an accurate assessment of what it's useful for. And I think if you've done something at a high level, like at, you know, whatever level you'll compete at in jujitsu, and you learn this idea of how to prepare people in strength and conditioning, it's a little bit easier to split that line and understand like that's going too far or, you know, I don't need to hit a tire with a sledgehammer for 12 hours or whatever the, the ex- excessive of yeah. dose is. A virtual shovel <laughs> comes to mind. We did it. Like we did, did it. it. <laughs> and, then, and then everybody's back was like fucked up for 10 days. And we thought this is the and stupidest exercise even, ever. And you guys didn't even dig a hole. No. There's probably holes somewhere. We could have just waited till winter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clear the parking lot. I think I've heard oh. of a gym doing that. Like... Like the warm up is to yeah, shovel like the, the fucking parking. Yeah, the six a.m. is like, hey, the the parking lot needs to be shoveled yeah. <laughs> for time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So, uh, before jujitsu, you had studied a karate style. If my memory hasn't. Yeah, I did. I did martial arts my whole life. So, okay. Well, not my whole life, but since I was nine. Okay, I, and uh, it's what I knew that I wanted to do my since I was maybe five, um, and I was like the kid who went in the phone book, got the number, gave it to my parents, and was like, "Here, all you got to do is call. Can I go to this?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so that was a that was a kung fu school. So I did a lot of, I mean, I did traditional. That that was a one hop kendo. It was called. It okay. was oh, like yeah. it was um, like kaju kambo, but it was. Uh, uh, Mark DeCoscos was the guy who was who the did Iron that. Chef. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so that was the first thing. Then I did like kempo. I did traditional Chinese kung fu. I did judo. Right. I did which kung whatever. fu style? Which animals? Uh, I did some animals, some, some southern Gandhi. southern kung, kung fu. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I did uh, also. I, I was with Master Lu for a while. Oh, yeah. as, at the as Chinese a Health Center. Yeah, I did uh, Northern Shaolin kung fu. Yep. Okay, anything. Yeah. Anything. And I was also one of those guys who wasn't a believer in jujitsu when I saw it. You know what I mean? I was like the first guy. We saw UFC one. My buddies and I were like, oh, we got to get that. Like (laughs) pay-per-view, 1993. Did you hear also the rumor? I was at a similar age also studying under Master Lu and a guy named Steve Mullen, Sifu Steve Mullen. He was a Hungar guy. I know who he is. Okay. Uh that he's a that's a funny story for a separate time. But I, I remember the first thing I heard about UFC was like, oh, there's a guy who does ninjutsu and he like killed somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we have to see this. <laughs> no, I, di- I didn't hear that one. <laughs> okay, but I did. I, I did think like watching Hoist, like I, I think I could take him, you know. And then and then he was he was beating everybody with mm. the, like the Mataleon, the the rear yeah, naked right. choke. And I had learned that doing Japanese jujitsu. Mm. And I was like, well, yeah, that works. Because <laughs> <Nothing laughs> it's part of my style. I know, I know that one. Yeah. But, but yeah, when I when I went in there, uh, it didn't take long for me to be like, oh yeah, this is what I need to do now. So did, did you first like? Did you was your first Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu um, exposure with Pedro? With Pedro, yeah. Nice. Uh huh. Cool. Why well, went you know white to black with Pedro? Luckily. I mean, and he just happened to be near where yeah. I lived, yeah. where I was working. Just was fell Sandy? into that. Was no, we used to be on State Street and like 20, oh, okay. right across from where Will is now. 
It's twenty second, twenty second south in state. Yeah, okay. it's an Arctic Spas place by the Tesla. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original Pedro. Yeah. And every there was like a bunch of guys that lived upstairs too, um, and they'd all hang out on the stoop after after class right on state street you know what i mean just like yelling at everybody it, it was fun it was a different time it's back when uh That's so awesome there weren't believers right in jiu-jitsu yeah. like people come in and it was pedro was still doing the challenge matches pedro would still have guys come in and be like you know the gracie challenge pedro was part of that thing where oh. someone if someone came in the door mm -hmm. that there was still the old like magazine that offered you know mm -hmm. yeah thousand bucks i can't remember what it was if you could beat a gracie jiu-jitsu black belt he still had to deal with that stuff um it was <laughs> always we were and i was a guy i mean i didn't come in there to fight pedro but i definitely went in there like oh i'm gonna do pretty good yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing you know and i got beat up by everybody yeah yeah rolled rolled no, no shit so yeah. that was that was the i mean i just i somehow imagine you just sprung fully i can't imagine you as a white belt johnny i'm sorry oh, yeah, like I, yeah. I, I just I, yeah it doesn't like, make any sense to me now not that you don't have that proper <laughs> attitude but i just don't he i was just born thought, a black belt for I, sure no i know <laughs> I, I my experience was born a brown belt because i saw him i i, I, I saw true. him earn yeah uh, you know go through the black belt i didn't see you earn it i saw the test the test day oh right and you had your and your shoulder was fucked up then wasn't it yeah it was actually because you were yeah. had one arm tied yeah my shoulder yeah for training yeah. yeah crazy which was so and that was 2006 that was 2006 march 2006 and before so how long had it been sort of the nine or ten year trajectory yeah, yeah like, just the typical you know yeah. what it was for everybody mine was a little faster because guys were like peter you gotta promote this guy you know i got brown belt i got my brown belt i think uh really fast and then i was a brown belt for four years because mm. okay because i wasn't a black belt you know yeah. what i mean but guys were like man this, this purple belt's beating everybody up you know like, yeah. <laughs> i think there was some influence there and it was i mean it was you know it was a different different time there yeah. were no black belts there were a, f a few okay. weave right but uh those first few black belts that pedro handed out um Would have, like shabonis shabonis yeah there were some other guys like also around you know mm -hmm. like alan guys around different parts of the country too because he was okay. going yeah he had affiliates um and some really really good guys but uh they they're not like now right like now it's just it's not such a such a big deal there's so okay. many of yeah them. yeah I think I, they come, I don't, I don't want to say they come a little easier, but, or that they mean less. Cause I'm sure they mean a lot to those people, but just at the time in the United States, you know, like when I started in the late nineties, it was like the, like a, we'd have to, a purple belt was like, Oh my God, you see, there's a purple belt in here. Oh, you know, no. there's a purple belt visitor. Where's he from? Is <laughs> yeah. he, who's he getting? You know, like, like it was crazy. <laughs> Two or three purple belts, you know, that was the highest level. Mm. And so we man a brown belt was like oh my god this guy how did this happen you know and there was one <laughs> that's black fucking belt. cool yeah so that that that's not i mean you you've seen our academy yeah. now there's black belts everywhere it's just not not like it any was. given saturday there's like six just but, rolling around but a lot of that is like <laughs> you guys that have uh, right i mean 
that yeah and all, a lot of that is just that that's how long it took from after it came from brazil to yeah grow the roots and mm -hmm. now kids are doing it and they grew up now it's been here that long it, yeah it's been here long yeah. whereas it it was new yeah like anyone who had a black belt before they were brazilian for sure hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, yeah so you have to kind of count from like when it started actually popping up and even strip mall like that same trajectory you're kind of well you're you know at least 10 years ish before you see like a a natural born and usually you don't start with kids because parents would have to be exposed to it to then feel safe to put their kid in it but now you have like right from the get-go i mean you'll have i don't know quite a few yeah and i mean still like i we have maybe two or three directly under us yeah. and you know sarah my wife mm -hmm. she's the only one in utah still and has been for since she got it so she's the only female black belt yeah that i know of in utah, in utah. yeah Oh, that there may crazy. be one now. Milda? Milda's still a brown belt. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there. So that was to, to me, and because I don't have that, uh, I'm only exposed to it from the periphery. Like, and I've gone and I've watched, and you know, I've, a little bit. That's that's it. But to to, but I, what I was able to recognize, I think, was you know, in the beginning. And one of the reasons that I wanted to um, s start training you guys is because, oh, here's another sport where a lack of physical conditioning can get, <laughs> you know, can have bad results. Yeah, for Like sure. it's, you're not going to die, but you're going to be, it's still going to be just you're as black pay. behind your yeah. eyes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be unconscious. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to um, feel a lot like it. it oh, yeah, you might, yeah. and you might just be like, you know, fighting against like that tunnel vision um, for for a while, and I thought, oh well, here's something. This is that where the where the physical training in the gym actually has meaning. Like it's not, and and I was sort of anti training for aesthetics at the time, and lo and behold, I got what was coming to me by <laughs> by the karma police by the karma police, yeah, of <laughs> training people for aesthetic purposes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a mission in life later anyway but but then i just thought okay it has to be for something or people won't work hard enough mm -hmm. they won't go hard enough in here if the consequence of not being fit out there isn't strong enough and so that's not just like oh i went to my little fitness competition and i lost no it's like i went to my jujitsu competition and I fucking got choked. Got choked. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got choked again. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and, and that, or, and it could be the, the, you know, something where it's the Pan Ams or it's, uh, mm. you know, but it's a big thing where you invest a lot of time and energy and money and preparation. And then if you go and you don't lose due to a lack of technical skill, you lose to a lack of gas tank. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, there's the thing, as you said before, there's the thing I can control. Right. Your um, weight and your it, gas tank, right? Like if yeah. you go and you don't make weight, man, I have no sympathy. Uh, yeah. No sympathy. No, and not that, at all. Because you know a lot of my friends. They it, know. I know, man. You must not want to do it that bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because making weight isn't that hard, unless you know. Unless and, it's unless, hard, but nobody wants to do it. Well, yeah, but you signed up for the number that you got to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you and you knew, <laughs> yeah, knew, yeah. <laughs> and you see it like such. I mean, you can, you probably don't see it as much in in just strict Brazilian jiu-jitsu because you have that weigh in, go fight. Like I think Damon even mentioned that the other well, you day. You weigh in, step on the mat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Um, but you'll see. I mean, MMA, uh, there was a girl, a cyborg cut like 40 pounds or something. Like, that's unheard of. I mean, Josh Berkman uh, cut 50 pounds to get down to 155. Like you're seeing, like, yeah, it's not good for you. No, you're shrinking your brain. There's all sorts of weird things. With well, but it, it's but. also way harder to cut that much weight at a lighter weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah, the smaller <laughs> you get, the less weight Half there is. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you get into the 135 realm, like the bantams or something like that. You're talking about. Yeah, but you can't. How much it, of your body weight can you lose? Yeah, and then t- within 24 hours, how much can you get? back and they say it takes about a week to get your brain rehydrated back to a normal percentage a week and then you're getting i mean yeah (laughs) if it ever does (laughs) because then i think because then doesn't when you get hit and it's kind of dehydrated doesn't rattle around and they're like a walnut well i was thinking then if you win that might be the worst thing because then you go drink on top of that and then you dehydrate it further this is a bad this is a bad situation after party at denny's (laughs) (laughs) moons over miami yes the only way to celebrate a win with double hash browns nice yeah Yeah. so I, what what is uh what has been like the the driver in jujitsu for you to I mean dedicate essentially everything to it like what if, and not to pin you down to like one reason because I'm sure there's like some a host of things but like one explainable thing that would be I just had a passion for it always you know and 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 the people I met doing it also ha- contributed a lot like training partners like James is a big driver, right? I'm not going to just... And Damon right now is like the hardest working kid I've ever seen. He's yeah. working all the time and, and he makes me feel lazy and that's good, mm-hmm. right? Because then, yeah. then I'm like, but I am lazy compared to him right now, but <laughs> that's helpful, you know? And I think that's a big part of it. I don't want to be the lazy one. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it was in the gym too. It's like we're working out with these guys. Yeah. You don't want to like... Oh man, he grabbed the fifty-three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like that—that that helps push you. You have people that you don't want to disappoint, or mm-hmm. that that you're like trying to help get better too. Like there's days I don't want to train, but I think that I can help somebody else by by training with them. That I'll do it, right? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just for me. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Like to to see that. Um, Cause I can't, I can't remember what year it was when Damon first came into the gym, but it was a long, it was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and he was a child. He was a child. <laughs> now he's a child with a beard. <laughs> so he basically looks the exact same. Yeah. He just has facial hair. It's pretty cool. And, and then to hear a little bit, because I haven't seen him in a long time, but just to hear a little bit of the other trajectory and the stuff that he's found interesting is pretty cool yeah he's he's working hard and it's it's paying off he just won the world's you know yeah Yeah. Yeah. world championship um master (laughs) one featherweight black belt four matches three submissions and a point it was good he he did that outstanding yeah Yeah. i mean and that was actually (laughs) one thing about that that i would say about that was fairly cool about jim jones obviously with the because of the you know with unif- you know Pedro and then Unified being sort of the feeder <laughs> organization, but I I can't I can't remember I counted it up once and there was like seven or eight black belts that were training at Jim Jones yeah because so Paul yeah Paul James James Johnny Diaz, Diaz Jason 
Was Jason and Jason uh, and Damon both were they both black belts yet? Not yet. Not not yet. Um, Will Will yeah McCain right. had just McCain. received his. Obvious, you know, Shabonis came in every now and then, but not really. Sometimes, uh, I mean, uh, now I'm running out of. Yeah, there's probably. Space, but there's, I hope there's, there's no one that's going to be listening and be like, "Oh man, man I was there. I was there too." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't even remember me. <laughs> I, you, you I, mean, I do have some, you know, yeah. unconscious psychological blocking <laughs> stuff. From some experience, from some experiences there. So that for me, I just I just forgive myself when I forget about that shit. But yeah, I mean, there's that, that's for sure. There was like a black belt training group it was at that time. Wild, yeah. That you mentioned something that I think is is kind of a um, a theme that I think not a lot of people consider because they they want to get into an environment where they obviously grow, and some of that is having people that are well within reach, and you. I mean, with the grading system at jujitsu, it's a perfect example. But I think there's a an important thing, and a lot of time, maybe you secretly or not so secretly nudge this on people when they're just drilling, not even just rolling. But that's to be a good partner, to give them the right amount of attention, not too much, not you know too little. And I think it, you could extrapolate that lesson. I mean, there's a ton in jujitsu that you could extrapolate for life purposes. But that thing has really bled over even into like my personal relationships. You said it like one day, you're like, don't be a bad partner. Like give them what they need. Don't hurt them, but learn yourself, but make sure they're learning too. And I'm like, I went home and I was like looking around my house, like I'm going to clean my house. I don't want to be a bad partner. <laughs> I was like, so the stuff that you say sometimes, and this is, I mean, Mark gets the same thing. And I, I it, some of the symmetry here is for me is really good because I feel like, you know, Mark taught you, Mark taught me as well, but now I'm learning from you like more than I probably learned from anybody else at this point. Um, and those lessons are really cool because a lot of what comes out of your mouth, sometimes I've heard before, but I didn't, you know, yeah. the messenger sometimes is more important than the, the message. So Or the context. In the context. You know, right before well, it goes so. black. <laughs> exactly. Don't be a bad partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a bad or you, somebody else goes black and you're like, I'm a bad partner for sure because for, I didn't yeah. listen. Um, the uh, milk is already on the table, <laughs> man. So I, I always I, really appreciate those. Do you, do you try to like, I, I mean, this stuff comes naturally to you because you have such a passion for it, but there are things in jujitsu that are more important for you to like share with people, uh, especially that learn after a while from you. Cause I, I can kind of hear them coming out. You mean, you mean like adages like that? Like don't uh, be a bad partner or, or yeah, yeah. Like lessons, <laughs> lessons that you really think are transferable from jujitsu that you would be, you know, the experience of learning to roll and you obviously learn about yourself more than anything. I, I think that's a sport that is phenomenally clear that, there is no mastery of somebody somebody else. You can't just dominate somebody. You have to, you know, dominate yourself and your ability to your opponent is the mirror. Yeah, no, I think that's really really important. It's just like, it's like for me. Um, well, obviously James is is mm -hmm. the, I've been lucky to have who I feel like is is the best. You know, with me all the time. But uh, Paul used to like be the perfect partner for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, like he would let people. Like Paul, man, why are you letting that guy beat you up? He'd just be like, oh, "It's all right," you know. He 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 mm -hmm. he would let people. He'd give people what they needed, you know. Like at his, it wasn't a funeral, but his wake. These people were getting up there and being like, you know, Paul would always just 
be so nice to me and, and, and take it easy on me. And I got up there and I was like, I don't know who the hell you guys are talking about because he <laughs> killed me every single day. But that's what I needed, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like that was the train I wanted. And he was always, you know, reciprocating like w what kind of train this, this person needed, really selfless kind of training. But he got better. He got good like that too. Yeah. Because he could embody so many different things yeah. for so many yeah. different people. Like he could of of for sure just been killing everybody mm. by just being just doing what he was good at but he never did mm. he was always trying something new always willing to like put himself in a bad spot to maybe get a little better you know and that's mm. important too like i don't really do that i would like to but man if i can hold someone down i do right like yeah. <laughs> i don't want to like, i don't want to let him just oh, i don't know <laughs> i try to learn that lesson too like try to get better is not always about like doing what you're good at. That's another thing in the gym. Mark didn't let us do anything that we were good at. We, mm -hmm. you know, we were like pushing and standing on one leg and, and doing everything we were terrible at, mm -hmm. um, working on our, you know, deficient areas. That was, that's where that the gym carried over the same kind of thing for me, I think was you work on the things that you're bad at. Mm -hmm. And like when, like we talked about, you go to the gym with the climber, they want to do pull-ups. Yeah. You know, you're like, you got to make them do push-ups. <laughs> you got to make them do bench press. You, you got to make them push weight overhead. Yeah. <laughs> and do something with those legs. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do with them because not much. But Maybe stand on one <laughs> Maybe and push something over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Johnny basically has four hands. If you've ever seen him use his feet to like trap people. It's, it's not even fair because he drills something and I kind of want to like ask like, Hey, can we have like a normal person come show how this is supposed to look? Because it looks like otherworldly. It's like you can basically grab somebody's ankle with your foot. It's actually quite insane. How weird feet. <laughs> but also some, like you've been dealing with some injury to one of them for a while. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I mean, when I was born, my feet were turned upside in and upside down. You know, I, was, I had to wear braces. I was oh, really? maybe not going to walk that kind of, I mean, I would walk, but. You know, that's, that's why they were going to make fun of you. When such you... large calves, right? <laughs> <laughs> Massive. Because I, yeah. Massive. I, I never... carry all my weight in the calves. Yeah. Well, it's all that but, aesthetic training you had to do. Well, <laughs> but through <laughs> the, through that, through jujitsu, I mean, I had two ACLs, you know, broken collarbone, broken wrist, broken ribs, broke all kinds of stuff. But I always trained as much as I could. And that's actually where I got my nickname from Pedro One Eye is because I was training with an abscessed tooth one day and my eye was swollen shut. And he's like, One Eye, you're training? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just a little, professor. <laughs> yeah, just gotta just gotta get this fever down. <laughs> oh, fuck. Shit. Like, like one of the, the funny things, the thing that I noticed, because it, it, was, it was almost for me when you guys first came in the gym, it was almost for me like looking at a bunch of sport climbers hmm. because, um, you know, basically, well, what does a jiu-jitsu guy do? And I'm like, well, rolls around on the ground um, and, <laughs> Just leave it at that. And, and pulls on stuff yeah. only. And so like super developed lats and back and grip strength, mm -hmm. et cetera. And then from the waist down, <laughs> whoo, I said, these guys look like they're riding a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you could say that about any sport climber of the era also, because it's yeah. just like a, the power to weight ratio thing. And so like, I don't, you know, I, I need my legs for X or Y mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, but, but it's not as important as this other stuff. 
and so and one of the cool things for me in the in, about the whole trajectory in the gym was to watch was to see how different sports created different body types like just the, the physical demands and and so a, a sport climber has one thing an alpine climber would have a little bit another thing a jiu-jitsu guy would have you know a certain set of physical characteristics especially at that yes <laughs> just, just. Yeah. there's that for sure and then like even and then when football guys started coming in and be like oh it could you could even be position specific to mm-hmm. sort of see what the the would, would develop or nordic skier or whatever you know like and um and then kind of try like try and figure out okay well what what would be helpful here obviously i'm not gonna you know tr- fix anything mm-hmm. <laughs> um necessarily but because uh, cause why? I mean, especially at the risk of, like we had talked a little bit about snow with Jeremy Jones or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, even Steve House, the way that Steve, because of some physical issues, the way that he would do pull-ups would be like one arm stronger than the other and then kind of roll his shoulders up. Um, I'm like, well, I'm not going to, he's like one of the best fucking climbers in the world. It's not like I'm going to fix that. Right. <laughs> you know, like, or, you know, Jeremy and Seth and, you know, and the, Whenever they would jump and stuff, and they'd always they'd always lead with their leading leg on the on the on the snowboard. I'm like, well, don't fix that because <laughs> that's clearly helpful to the to the to the thing. But um, but I just thought, in, and with the amount of injuries that you guys would deal with, um, I just thought, okay, if if there's a way to make you physically somewhat more resilient, so that that doesn't happen, then again, you get more training. Hmm. But that, apparently, that was also why we were such a pain in the ass to train. I'm sure, because every day was like you uh-huh. have a plan. The plan is never. It's oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you're broken here. You're broken here. Yeah. You're broken here. You're broken here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do. Something. I would write out a month. <laughs> and throw it. Was, I I still have some of these. So like, and I would I, I should have started putting check marks or something to differentiate. Okay, here's here's my month plan for you know the various groups that I'm training and da 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 and it's all color coded and it was you know I could print it out and look at it and feel awesome about how cool it looked um, and then pretty much every day was like oh well that didn't go as planned <laughs> switch <laughs> just because like you I, I and it goes back to this whole idea of like okay you can't um, you know, don't be a bad coach yeah. don't don't imp- <laughs> don't impose your will. Mm. You mean because it's impossible to do so on the outside. So if you can't control life circumstances, then you can't control the training plan. So mm-hmm. therefore, it doesn't make any sense to like write in stone, quote unquote, a training plan because obviously someone's going to be injured, someone's going to be hung over, someone's going to have just been <laughs> sick for ten days. So, so somebody's going to, you know, like there's always going to be stuff to work around that that has or yeah, I, you know, I, I remember a few times when you guys would be at the come in for training say on a thursday and i just i remember for some reason it was a wednesday night and it might have been when andre galvo was here one of the first times and you got and it was just like you came into the gym the next day and we're like uh we kind of got worked over last night we're not really feeling that energetic (laughs) and and so then the training has to be adapted it was pretty cool yeah just to develop a, a level of like awareness and flexibility into and to to make it i mean we we always joke now about i mean when people are like well how did you you know 
what was Jason's training program on Justice League? And I'm like, well, it starts with coffee and a fucking conversation. <laughs> yeah. And then we decide the plan for the day. You know, we mm -hmm. might, um, and, and that all started like the intake, the, the daily intake interview started with you guys. Right. Because I had, had to know what, okay, what is the, what is the clay capable of today? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it seems like there's a, I mean, there's an enormous amount of uh, nicks and bruising and sprains that happen just from like. Dude, Michael, you're hurt all the time. All the time. And I'm pretty good about like dosing effort. I think like I, I don't. Apparently, others are not. Sometimes it's that, <laughs> but but also I find I get more I get more hurt when it is a more controlled drill. Like if that makes sense, like there's more mistakes that happen during trying to slow moves down or transitions down where you might step or you might not normally step that. And if it's like open rolling, I'm highly defensive, so I'm aware. I'm a lot more aware. So there's this. Usually when I do get hurt, it's in drilling slow where you're not supposed to get hurt i'll get kind of i mean up. that can be like you know you throw your back out picking up your keys to, to so exact same sure. thing i'm, like, I'm yeah. unaware yeah so i'm not yeah. paying as much attention because there's not somebody trying to actively like take me out i'm you know trying to learn so uh, but other than that i mean that i've found it pretty entertaining to go home and like see how many bruises i have on my shin or like the weird <laughs> abrasions that i just get on my forehead and i'm like what the fuck did that happen? you don't feel it while you do it but then you go home and your hands are cramped up i mean it feels a lot like a couple hours bouldering yeah <laughs> it's yeah. Kind of how i compare it to it, that goes away Sure. Yeah, and I imagine that pretty it does, soon you're yeah. giving someone that if I can survive, <laughs> like it goes away if I can get past the part where it's really painful. Yeah. <laughs> so with so in that sort of trajectory, so after say, because I, I I don't have a sense of the timing in my head, but um, but Pedro moved from State Street to 90th South, uh huh, sort of, and then and Seventh East. Oh. We were on 7th East. Oh, before first. he was on Sandy Parkway. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. We were there for maybe, it was a really nice academy. It's, it was the old High Mike's. It's where the, oh. um, the it was a, it's an aquarium now yeah. that just yeah, closed. Yeah, yeah. That's where that is. Um, And it was, he had a, we had a ton of guys. We were training hard there. That was a good, good spot. Cool. And then he moved to Sandy Parkway. Pedro kind of had this luck with, buying a building, selling a building at the right time from one to the next, okay. to the next, to the next. Hmm. So it was 2006, he moved to Virginia and left okay. uh, James and I, well, there was Sean also. Yeah. Um, and a guy, Matt Strack was there. Oh, right. Some guys who were kind of at the desk, like Alan Hopkins, those guys had moved already. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was Chris Wells, Paul, Diaz, me and James and Matt Strack and Sean Weaver, right? Who are just like... Is Matt the guy who would always wear the ear uh, protectors? I don't think... I don't I don't know. I don't I think so. Okay. But anyway, those that group of guys, because Will right before that moved, moved out. Right. So we were left with this, like, what do you want to do? Because we weren't... We didn't want to have a school yet. At least James and I didn't. Yeah. We, we wanted to keep training, competing, hmm. teaching some, but... We didn't want to have a school, so the idea was, well, we can we can all stay together. Like that's why it's unified jujitsu, and so we just have good training partners. No one's going to make any money. We're going to mm -hmm. do this. You know, James and I were like had a I had a car wash trailer. We were like mm -hmm. mobile detailing, but it was enough that we could do it when we wanted to because we'd pull up to parking lots and like 
we were just hustling, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, just go to Jim Jones, wash a few cars, you know, do, <laughs> do some jujitsu. And, and, and we were basically when we were almost paying to be there. I mean, we weren't making any money at all. Um, <clears throat> so that, that was the start of it, but that was a, that was a conscious thing where we could all just kind of let this fall apart, but let's, let's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I, I would just have to um, commend Lisa on for seeing is like, hey, if once you guys got up to speed um, in the gym and were able to start training people, then it's like, well, that's better than hustling for oh, car, especially or, or doing restaurant jobs in the winter when the mobile car detailing thing couldn't really happen. That was a big, and, huge part of it. That's what led us. That actually is really what led us do it, you know, because we it was that's a huge part you know what what you and lisa gave us at that time was was a was a different vocation that, yeah that could basically help us with our dream you know and so and so, and so i would say it's like the first year and a half I and mean, this is the way i have it in my you know the script written in my head like from memory sort of is like sort of the first year and a half it was four days a week and then down to three or whatever but in that time you know so much i mean i was slightly ahead on the learning curve but we all learned so much together in that time that when i eventually went away on the first fucking movie job um i'm like okay well um the you guys still going yeah uh, there, there still people need to be trained and you guys are i think now qualified so let's do it and that was it was and it was at that same time that like the first sort of paying clients started coming around yeah. and yeah and um uh and and I mean, and that was pretty yeah. cool to in see. In fact, I think, you know, James went to Montana, like right at that same time for yeah. a little while. And I think like that I was maybe the first paid trainer. Okay. That, that was like, okay, I'll be a trainer here at this, you yeah. know what I mean? at this okay. place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm here all the time and <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do what you did to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> somebody else. I need to, sh- I need to yeah. share <laughs> with others. And I have all those old books, like stacks it's 10 years of training of manuals. training stuff yeah. yeah and i was i'm so broken right now my new year's resolution was to go through and find the most unfit person i ever trained and do that program <laughs> <laughs> oh man and it'd probably like, be hard oh uh, it'd probably still be hard yeah, yeah no right matter. that's what i mean yeah it's probably made it really hard on them you know yeah <laughs> that's actually because so james went up um and that's where that uh, where Chris Everly came from was that right, club in Montana. Right. Nice. I, now it's getting them getting some good memory jogs here. Yeah. I, and he, you know, he took a bunch of stuff. He went up also with in mind to do the same training. Remember, he yeah. had uh, those kettlebells, yeah. bar barbells, weights. He took. He was training those guys like in, in a garage also. Mm, yeah. Kept it going up there. That was. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you get that that era was like I just remember so first being upstairs and then we had to get leave upstairs uh, on the in State Street because the Mac Docks place down below every time we dropped a weight on the floor fluorescent light tubes would like get knocked out of light fixtures in their back room. <laughs> and we were dropping a lot of weights. <laughs> we were dropping a lot of weights. <laughs> Not heavy. No. <laughs> <laughs> but every now and then they get dropped from overhead and it doesn't have to be that heavy. Um and then we were downstairs for a little bit in that weird red uh-huh. brick area, like, yeah. um, and then we, then 
the moved. back of Gravel. The, yeah, the back of Gravel, which now, so that is brick wall CrossFit or mm. something. That oh, whole really? that whole domed mm. space where oh, yeah, yeah. Gravel used to be, um, and then um, my friends uh, Swanee and Adam, they actually own that building, <laughs> and we went over there. So last summer, this uh, my friend Ian Seabrook, he's working on this documentary, and um, so we went over in August of 2017 yep. I think and because uh, um, I, I, I had a piece of mail there to pick up but Ian wanted to film and see the original space and I'm like hey Swanee can we uh, um, come by and just like do a little film so we go up there and the you know parts of the climbing wall are still there um, not up you know all the panels are down and they're leaning against there's no weights in there or anything but it's like I walked into that room and they've got offices in the, the section that uh, where Danker's office used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I walked into that, you know, walked into that space. It smelled exactly the same. I had just like just wicked flashbacks. And so we're, we're digging around through there and like pulling these panels, like leaning the, the, the climbing wall panels. And so there's the first Jim Jones stencil that Makeley had made. And the very first one that got sprayed was on the climbing wall and that was there. And so we borrowed a jigsaw and cut it out and Ian was going to do something with it probably for Zach because uh, ultimately it's really I'm know. sure that smell would make me have to shit because I used to get so nervous you know like yeah, a terrible yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible <laughs> workout like oh man yeah I have to pee like three times <laughs> yeah. before I that kind of feeling yeah and that was a thing then it was just like yeah. man if you don't have to pee beforehand it wasn't we were yeah no you you, you were nervous a every... you didn't know how to read the board <laughs> so you didn't know what you were seeing it's like Greek so it doesn't matter like so it's either that or what's written on the board is not hard enough. And that was kind of the point. Every day, if you know, came in like, okay, gotta go pee. I'm like, yes. <laughs> that, that sense, I mean, every once in a while I get that sensation, but it, it proves to be, I, when we were younger, we were doing very stupid things. And I kind of miss that stupidity quite a bit sometimes. But I need, so, like, I know too much. I need somebody else to do it for me. So I usually have to yeah. have, and I'll complain the whole time about how stupid this is, but it's something you really need. So, I mean, this sounds, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to disparage anybody I go train with, but I'll go to a CrossFit gym when I need something really stupid and hard. It's like that yeah. way I'm not in control of it. It's kind of a, a weird spot. You, um, you mentioned something that I like, this keeps coming up in context of like what allowed you, um, to be where you're at now, which in my totally unbiased, humble opinion, I think you run the best jujitsu school I've ever been to. And I've been to a few, even though I'm meandering white belt <laughs> forever. Well, that, thanks. But, <laughs> but that there's something that you mentioned that before, um, like you didn't force your way into that thing. Like it, when, when given the opportunity, a lot of people are like, oh, I could have my own school, I could be the man. Like that's a really attractive feature. In fact, happens with gyms all the time. Like I can have my own gym. I can be the man, and they don't understand. You don't want to be the man. I know. Yeah, yeah. You don't like, want to be the man. <laughs> I think the best places I've ever been. That is not the feature that people are like trying to fulfill being the man. They're actually trying to stay away from the platform and do what they really love. And I, I think like for whatever reason, whether that was, you know. Uh, a, a formal decision on your part to not step up at the right time, which it, it sounds like it was, that is a feature of all the places that I kind of want to be around that they 
you're not looking for a buck to even even to feed what you're already good at and can do. Um, how does that how does that play in now when you're when you're you know looking at the space that you've created and how to keep that feeling there? Is that something that is just there because it was ingrained from the beginning, or is that something that you actively try to pass down to like your best students? Because it seems Jason South, Damon, like all these guys that are under you have this like incredibly humble approach. Who I, I rolled with Jason on Saturday. That guy is a fucking monster. Uh, he could do whatever he wanted, and he is also someone who's very like humble. I, I mean, maybe that's the path to you know being so capable. Are well, you, hang on one second. Are you talking about the mover? <laughs> yeah, the mover. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, the mover. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm proud. I'm really proud of what we've done, but but it's not because uh, we never tried to. I mean, we just wanted to do what we wanted to do. You know, like the, it starts at the top. I think uh, people who are not like minded are going to get weeded out just because they don't fit in with what what we're trying to do. You know, like we don't kick them out, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're just like, oh, I don't really like it here so mm. so we have people i mean that's just how i think it sometimes they may get a little extra push right mm. like training yeah. is gonna suck they're gonna get beat up on maybe um <laughs> it's not usually it's not me who does it there's right. there's like henchmen no yeah, just kidding yeah. there's, there's hammers there's, there's hammers <laughs> but uh i just think that that we just keep it how in a space that we want to be in. Mm -hmm. And if, if, uh, people like it, that's good. You know, we, that's it. That's yeah. just, just trying to be, I don't know, just, just, uh, keep it like honest. Like there's no, there's no, you don't walk in there and we're like, Oh yeah, you can be a black belt or you're going to be a champion or you're going to be anything it's like there's no hope i'll tell you <laughs> go in there yeah. a couple times a week with no hope that just I'm keep getting... coming and you're gonna get better yeah like that's the, yeah. It, that's what that's what i can promise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah there's a distinct fear every time i go am i gonna remember anything from last time like am i gonna like how much and i always I, when you're you're really good about layering lessons which i also appreciate because some people might feel that that's chaotic because you do a here's a problem here's a solution here's a solution to that problem here's a problem to that solution and layer this thing and you after about three of them you're probably brain dead if you're at my learning level and i always like if i can just keep like one of these 10 that you've given and that's always my fear can i keep the one because i'm so excited to go you know, try the thing, the next thing and the next thing on top of that. But I, I think that in my head, it's like just watching what you can layer with paint to somebody who's really good and then, okay, come back to just this most basic thing. And that, that's really addictive for my brain, but it is really hard to retain even a percentage of that information. It's, uh, is that something you do on purpose? I, I purposely try to, well, I think that since we split the fundamentals in the and and it's not always me that does the fundamentals, but it's almost always James that does the advanced because his mind is mm. uh, very advanced <laughs> for, for moves. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think since we kind of split the class, it's been, it's been helpful in helping people like learn the basics. Mm -hmm. And I, you, I like to, I learn best when moves go together. 
like just not random moves. Like I, I like to have one or two. If I show you this, mm -hmm. here's probably two things or three things that this are going to result from. This. Yeah. So let's let's talk about those problems also, and kind of sometimes I go way too deep, you know, down the ten moves deep because if someone defends well, mm -hmm. if they defend right, you're going to be ready for their counter. If you know if you know jujitsu, mm -hmm. that's like I used to feel like when. Years ago, when when Peter was rolling all the time, and he would train with me, he'd have an easier time with me than some white belt off the street who's unpredictable. You never know which way the guy's gonna go. He could like jump and spin around, stand mm -hmm. up. Like you don't know. But if if you do what you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. oh then then we now we're playing the game. Now we're playing so, chess. So maybe yeah. And now we maybe can go two or three deep. Mm -hmm. But that's that's yeah. So that's, is that what you mean? Is yeah, that that's kind of how I felt about um, Muay Thai, and I, I, like I always sum that up. Like I, I think the most dangerous person to fight is somebody who do, knows nothing about fighting. But if you've been to like any kind of martial arts, you'll square up into a stance that's recognizable, and you'll throw punches that are straight or you know in a pattern that is that you've practiced for. So it's a little bit easier. But you get some. 275 pound linebacker who's never swung at anybody coming after you with clobber mitts you're in like big trouble <laughs> like <laughs> I, I just like he could never he could be you know untrained in every aspect but because he's a big large man who's fast you're gonna fucking die uh, so that that's interesting to hear that it is true of jujitsu too because i'm not that far along to notice those kind of consistencies although I, I i guess there is something too like um, I find it really easy to roll with the brown belts because they're so not threatened by me. Therefore, they I can they can go slow and they're I can kind of they're controlled too. Yeah, right? yeah, they're very yeah. very. They they have a sensitivity yeah. at that level that is very distinct from belts below that. And I feel like blue belt is um, when they're new is really dangerous, especially against a white belt because they have to prove like there's a lot of like oh no I I got this belt and I have to prove that. I'm not, you know, losing to somebody that's of lower caliber. So they can be a little bit hyper aggressive, but then as their belt gets worn out, they tend to calm down again. That's <laughs> at least in no, you know, my for sure. You know, people come in and they're worried about it. I, I tell them, if you're gonna roll, just roll with the highest ranked guys mm -hmm. that you see, and you'll, you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. But they'll kill me. <laughs> yeah, nicely. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll do it softly. And they'll whisper in your ear as you as you tap. You're gonna out. be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be the most frustrating time you've ever had. But you'll be safe. But you'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the hundred percenters that are the hard ones. The on-off switches. The binary. That, that we we decided. Well, I was talking to a guy the other day. We should make hundred percenter patches for if you ever hurt somebody, you have to put the patch on until it's deemed that you're safe again. <laughs> so people can know, like, oh, he's a 100 percenter. Don't. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Pedro used to have a three three strikes you're out rule. Oh, okay. He had a board, and they put your name on the board. If you hurt someone the first time, your name went on the board. Second time, you couldn't train until that person was healthy and they were training again. Whoa. Third time, you were done. That's really cool, actually. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This was I mean, an accident. <laughs> yeah. And it, it most yeah. often is. I don't think a lot of people like try to hurt you. They're just trying so hard to win that they don't take into consideration your tendons. How, that worked, though, with some mm. really rough guys It worked. So some guys were kicked out, actually. Whoa. Some guys got 
three times more hurt in the parking lot after getting kicked out right (laughs) some guys got kicked out and and they were had their feelings hurt yeah (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't want to hurt my feelings sometimes that's um probably more detrimental than actually physically hurting somebody yeah um johnny have you are you done competing no, not at all. I am. Okay. I, as soon as I get, well, okay, here's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably going to change, but. Knees are good right My now. knees are good. So yeah. I don't know what's up with my shoulder. Yeah. My plan was, because I'm going to be done with school in the spring, is to get in shape during that time. So mm-hmm. right when I'm out, I can start hitting tournaments. But now I'm kind of, I don't know where with it's going to be yeah. with the shoulder. Yeah. But I'm not done. I'm just was okay. doing something else for a little while. Okay, I mean, I wasn't like uh, um, hyper. I just you know hadn't necessarily been paying attention. But there was obviously there was a period where there was a a lot of competing going on. Yeah. Um, and then you know then you start a business and go to school and <laughs> do stuff and, yeah, shit. And, and, and some and other thing. Like I mean, I <laughs> and I competed. You know, the whole a lot while we were doing doing yeah. the academy, but. I don't know. I mean, the the cool thing is there's always age divisions, yeah. right, for jujitsu. So um, I hate to say, like, I think I'm master four now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the year the year I turned forty was well, now it's six years ago. But I did I did adult that whole year. Okay. So the adult black belt matches were ten minutes, and and those kid they're kids, right, eighteen to whatever under 30 yeah and um i noticed that my first match was always pretty good even if i didn't win yeah i'd give them hell sometimes i'd win the next one um i felt like the guy felt like it was his first match again and i was tired like i just that 10 minute as hard as i could go i just didn't come back as fast yeah it was still a fun year i fought like all the best guys that year but um I, I did notice that the recovery on my second match, if if I got lucky enough that there was a third match, yeah, man, it's tough. Mm. That's funny. That's because that is for sure what I noticed um, bike racing with the kids, so to speak, is that, yeah, I can go with the first move and then maybe the second one. But after that, if there's two or three more moves, I'm, I'm not it. a factor. I spent it. It doesn't, and it's not coming back. Yeah. And, and I'm like, damn, I'm old. But I'm not going to race masters because this it'll be even worse. I won't even stay with the first move. <laughs> I would say that but, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but my abs are still sore from a, a workout I did a week ago. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I Must have been a good one. It was <laughs> fucking terrible. It's the worst it's, thing I think I've ever done. I honestly think I got rhabdo of the abs. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Coca-Cola colored per, sweat, per se yeah. in the urine, but it was dark. <laughs> wow. And I don't want to laugh. I didn't want to sneeze like anything I was kind of afraid of. In fact, when we were warming up, uh, I was like terrified that you're going to make us do, I don't know, monkey humpers or something ridiculous. (laughs) She made us do a hundred of the other day and it made me smile. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh man. There's some things that pop up every once in a while from old Jim Jones lingo that Uh I'll always laugh at. Like the accumulation. Yeah. It was like, 
Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I've done this shit before. I do it with you guys, though. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I was... Um, so now, last three Christmases in a row, I've sent a workout to Colin from Ireland. Uh-huh. They, do, they do, and they do a Christmas Day workout, and it's always... Um, so I think the first one was called Mary Stewart um, because when they beheaded her, like the first blow of the axe didn't actually take her head off and the guy had to like take a couple more swings. <laughs> and so oh, that's what the workout was based on, <laughs> that the first like part number one isn't going to fuck you up totally. <laughs> yeah. So there'll be a part number two and part number three. And then, um, and then uh, Oliver Cromwell was the side. I was just trying to find like... <laughs> You know, literary historical figures from the local area, and um, there was something about being resurrected or something because because he got exhumed like they oh. when he got killed and they buried him and they like got his body and then, and then they hung it or something afterwards because he was such a fucker and so that workout was kind of based on that. Um, and then this year, so I, I've got this collection of videos now, and it, it, you know, which I was laughing when I showed Selena the one because it's, it's always they they get in a group afterwards and they're like, "Fuck you, Mark! <laughs> Merry Christmas!" <laughs> anyway, but I was thinking, like, I should just send him one of those old Jim Jones workouts, like, oh yeah, one of the 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 one which, and I can't remember there there's there was two of them but it, it whatever it, this one was it ends with 70 burpees oh that's those these burpees suck those burpees those suck, suck it could have yeah, been yeah. It, it, it might be that it was yeah, the, it, 10, would, the, the 10 20 the chipper it, yeah, yeah. Okay. so it, so it ends with 70 yeah, yeah and then it was before that it was 60 swings pull, it technically ends with pull-ups pull-ups yeah 10 yeah, pull-ups but that you do you do right? burpees right after push-ups that's the trick isn't it yeah the sit-ups yeah. push-ups and sit-ups because i think it goes uh, 10 pull-ups, so 20 kettlebell swings, 30 box jumps, okay, so 40 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, 60 60 burpees. Yeah, 60 burpees and then and then pull-ups again. Yeah. But then there's the, the other one that starts with the handstand push-ups. Yeah. Oh, com- is that uh, Vama Comet? No, that has to do with the sandbag and some Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Um, it starts with handstand push-ups and goes through and then you get the 70 burpees but there's no pull-ups at the end. Mm-hmm. And I only remember that workout is because when we first did it in the original Jim Jones space, Tom Hoare got through the handstand push-up, you know, all the stuff really fast, mm-hmm. like, and, and got to the 70 burpees. So, and, and, and then um, had an epileptic seizure and fell down the stairs. <laughs> and happily, Jim Howe, who's a flight nurse, was with us and went and, uh, took care of him Fuck. while like the two or three of us that remained um, f- tried to finish that <laughs> workout. <Somebody's laughs> well, what are you going to do? You know, somebody's true. like, you know, I'm unhelpful for the other thing. He's got a bite stick and he's, you know, making sure he doesn't hold, you know, hit his head. So what? By the time he comes back, you guys will be done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that work- <laughs> if the workout, maybe. if the workout didn't get a new name because of that, then, yeah, but then you he, guys failed. Come on. You can't really, it's like, no. Too close, too yeah, soon. Too, too, too maybe soon. Maybe too soon. Yeah, yeah maybe it's too. Um, oh, but I was just thinking, like one of those, one of those original things I would just send to them next year, probably, and just go, "You guys, it this hasn't gotten any less fun or less difficult over time, probably." <laughs> yeah. What well, well, was if you do Jonesworthy wrong, it's a bad day. Yeah. Um, that that was that one always sticks in my head. I saw somebody <sighs> doing that. Um, so I guess it was something that Keegan posted today. The work, the, the workout called Barf. 
gosh. And it was and it was and it looked like that the numbering looked like um it I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, that looks like that Jonesworthy workout cuz it was like on the rowing machine this many calories and on the air bike this many calories." Oh, okay. And so it was like I've been 80, doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 and then 60 was 30 halves, or right? something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It, um but then but that Jonesworthy workout, yeah, if you pick the wrong kettlebell and you yeah, because it's supposed to be an air squat, right? 75. Or it, was, it was 80. I think it was yes. 80, 40, 60, 30. Yeah. Yeah. 80, 40. So uh, 80 air squats, yeah. 40 swings, 20 pull-ups. Yes, yeah, 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 that's right. And then 60, 30, 50. Or whatever it went down, it, was, it went and down in six picked, stages. And I just picked a kettlebell for it. And I was like, well, for it's a squat. Yeah, yeah, it's like obviously not you know, an air squat because that would be way too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I used to have, for the longest time, in fact, this is kind of, I mean, I had these, um, all the workouts I could find on the Jim Jones page. And this is kind of like, I found you guys through the the MMA GMIs at the time, um, pointed it out, like, you should see what these jujitsu guys are doing. They're fucking crazy. And this is kind of the funny, like, I looked at it and I was like, Oh fuck! I know nothing about jujitsu. It was like one of the reasons I quit because I saw the real thing finally. Like MMA gyms, at least at the time, circa two thousand five and six, they were. I don't call that jujitsu. Like it was like submission wrestling kind of deal, and it they didn't breed the right thing. And like I'd never liked it. I, I hated the feeling. It was a bunch of dudes with mohawks with nicknames like fighters. Yeah, yeah, grappling. Yeah. I mean, same daddy <laughs> issues as strippers, but just like a different outcome. And so and then I I saw I still I started looking at your guys' stuff and I, that was like one of the things that dawned on me. I was like, "Oh, I don't I don't do jiu-jitsu. Like this is not the same thing and like I'm not I saw how good you guys were and I was like these are two totally separate sports and then I quit doing MMA altogether and I started like taking workouts, trying that kind of stuff. I'd expose a little bit to CrossFit or whatever, but that was one of the the funny things is like seeing how good you guys are. This sounds bad. I didn't mean it like this, but it made me quit. <laughs> like it was, it was, uh, it was just a, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have that kind of a time to invest. And this thing really, you know, endurance sports kind of was the attraction. Uh, I was tired of having broken toes from Muay Thai. Um, and, and I wasn't willing to go to that next yeah. step. And fight somebody because I didn't want a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> so it was kind of over after that. Didn't want to get your jaw broken by the constrictor. <laughs> yeah, probably Who does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Touche. The nicknames are fucking horrendous. I just remember there was a, a local a bird dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You remember bird uh-huh. dog? Uh-huh. That kid. Oh, that guy was fucking out of hand. Oh, he's totally he? out of hand. <laughs> totally out of hand. Like he looked like a farm hand who had learned some martial arts. He was tough as nails. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. He was tough. I heard the last I heard of that guy. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know him, but mm-hmm. I know that I think he got kicked out of Jeremy Horns. And oh, then, okay. uh, I heard that he was down at the pit, like just like standing next to a dummy, just kicking it in the face because <laughs> No one wanted to train with him because he's just like, who, who wants to train with him? You know, like, uh, so he's one he, of those like grappling dummies. Just, yeah, like, his standing. Pers- his yeah. persona is exactly okay. So it wasn't a. Mismatch. I totally forgotten about that. Guy. Yeah. There, that was some fun times at Sandy well, Station for oh, sure. Oh yeah, we had fun. <laughs> I ran oh, into man. I ran into Steve Sharp the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. He works. He um he's a, a fire a fire guy up in the canyon. And I was watching the tour of Utah come through, and he was one of the guys doing safety for it. 
And I, I like it took me so long because he said my name and I, I was like staring at him because he's a little bit heavier now. And I was like, S -s -s and you don't have a pink mohawk, so I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't recognize you. But yeah, he, I mean, we talked a little bit about fighting too. It was kind of funny. That that era was a really strange. I don't know. It was a funny local scene in Utah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was its own kind of thing, man. <laughs> I don't think there that was going on like anywhere else, but like it was here. Where yeah, it was on TV not, right? randomly. No, that yeah. was the UCE. That, yeah, yeah. That was like, if you wanted to fight, it was, you could. <laughs> you could, yeah. <laughs> right? It's some, yeah, think, Sunday, like, it's Sunday it aired at like 9 p.m. or yeah. something. Some weird yeah. time. And you could see the fight from the, was it the previous month or something? I yeah, It'd take right. months to A lot of people, stuff, good fighters got their start there, though. I think I mean, so, yeah. Really, because there was an opportunity. Well, there's a yeah. high amount that flooded into at least the Ultimate Fighter show. Yeah. Like a large amount of those guys. I mean, I know five of them personally that just got, and that's like out of Utah, that's a high percentage to go into. Okay, Bird Dog, Steve Sharp. Sterling was around for a little bit. He was. Um <laughs> Uh, Jake the Snake. Yeah, Paul. yeah. I think he's still around training. Um, oh, and Brandon and this kid Kwame. The uh, there's a couple guys from my MMA gym that that were fighting on that show. I think Kwame fought you a know, couple times. We don't have one guy right now fighting MMA. I like, was gonna ask it like, what was your? Because that was never an interest for you. I mean, originally I thought it was interesting, and mm -hmm. I trained with everyone who was doing it, mm -hmm. but. I, I got so into jujitsu that I was like, I don't think if I spend all my time doing this, I'll ever be as good as I can be. Like there's yeah. so, so little time in the, you know, and it's like, cause even jujitsu itself is so vast. Like it's infinite. It feels like that's, that's what I mean. So yeah. to, and I decided that's what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, but anyway, we did have, we had a lot of fighters. Jason did yeah. really well, you know, Paul, Paul did pretty well. Those guys, they they did great. It's just hmm. not my interest, you know. So people don't come to Unified to do to do that I mean, because they know it's yeah. a it's a very focused yeah sort of thing. Which you know, good for you guys. Just in a, in a sense to look, okay, well, this is this is what we, I'd, I'd like to take this one sort of single thing to the nth degree, yeah. as opposed to like yeah. trying to. You know, do some of everything, of and I wouldn't yeah. want to take. I wouldn't want to like insult other gyms that try to mix it because I don't think it's that. But there is something that's very pure about it. Like you can see some people doing nogi in your gym that might have a focus, and it would help influence that. But to bring that culture in really takes away. Like I mean, what I felt has been the biggest difference in learning what Brazilian jiu-jitsu is actually about, as opposed to what I did before, which I don't know was the same thing, even though we called it the same thing. So that that culture is it's very pure, and it, there's like a I don't know there's a an well environment it used to, it. to be you know like it used to be enough mm -hmm. when I when I first started you didn't need to do anything else just jujitsu because no one knew it mm -hmm. you, <laughs> right. you could just take some whoever it was take them down and tap them that's yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. thing that was like <laughs> it used to be enough now the guys are so athletic it's become another there's no place for like the nerdy martial artist in MMA really there's there's a few but mm -hmm. but. You have to be. Uh, it's like it's called Aikido. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to be so. Sorry. No, no, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, like that guy that I just showed you guys yeah. to, just did the, the heel yeah. hook on yeah. BJ Penn. I mean, that guy's kind of notoriously kind of uh, geeking out on Ryan mm -hmm. Hall. He's like, 
not your typical MMA fighter, mm-hmm. but now the guys are like can jump seven feet high. Oh yeah, it's they're like they're phenoms, so athletic. Yeah. It's they could play professional sports in any yeah. thing. Yeah. It's not like the <laughs> yeah. the old you know. Hoist is not going to do the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. how it is now. So, so like, I can't focus on mm-hmm. that. That's not what I'm trying to create. So, is that sort of th- thing? I mean, in that kind of regard, in in the let, let's just say the adult category for you know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition, the level of athleticism in that sort of age bracket now is far beyond what it was at you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even, even in the masters, like the masters, they don't even need masters anymore. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like they do because there needs to be a place for everybody, but every five years, the masters now are so fit. It's like, man, yeah, the guy's 35, you know, 30 over 30, they, they're in their prime still. still they're call, yeah. calling them masters. And, yeah. and they're, those guys are just like so fit right now. The guys who are winning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the, I think like the same guys win the masters that win the adult. They just do do different tournaments sometimes. Okay. Mm. So so the the fitness level since I've seen it since what we started doing, yeah. That's just gone like crazy. Everyone's everyone's So there's so there's not fit. only that, but there's also a bigger pool to draw from. Also sense, a bigger pool. Like how many Yeah. It just in say from 10 years ago to now, the number of people who are participating in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has is it 10 times more people now? I don't I don't know the number, but it's constantly growing, growing, mm-hmm. growing, growing. You know, and it's like, I think Joe Rogan's podcast is like... Catapulted. Blew it up, too. Because okay. I have all these people come in, they're like, yeah, I listened to Joe Rogan. I'm like, good. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> nice. Let's, he's like, and, and they want to try it out, yeah. you know? So that's great. He's single-handedly oh, yeah. increased the sales of... Um, uh, alpha gpc alpha gpc uh <laughs> isolation tanks yeah weed in general and brazilian jiu-jitsu like brazilian <laughs> kettlebells that sure. look like goblins yeah. and then the, <laughs> and then the more people that know yeah then then mm. it spreads again it's it's really really yeah uh, it That's, is different like I, I mean fitness even like in the 2009 and 10 area in almost any auxiliary sport that required a, a high amount of like conditioning or strength uh, seems so ridiculous these days because you you do have I mean I'll run through a stream of like Brazilian jiu-jitsu videos on Instagram or something and what pops up is usually the most athletic person doing the most insane thing and it's just one after the other it's just the expectation is so fucking high it's like it just you would have never seen that I mean athletic I mean physically let alone if the the art was there but now I mean do you see jiu-jitsu evolving quickly yeah. too like yeah. it's accelerating yeah everybody's good now mm-hmm. like like the, the my my guys the blue belts they would they would um kill me as a blue belt you know what i mean like yeah. I, I i think a blue belt now versus yeah. you as me a blue belt yeah right time, i picture myself sure. some of these purple belts i see right now like man if i was if I, i'm glad i didn't have to fight that guy you know, <laughs> <a brown> belt. <laughs> yeah. really it's it's that yeah. much better yeah that that's actually insane to think about because I, I yeah. think the internet is like if it did have a benefit, the internet has bred ideas through and through. So you see such an acceleration because of that. I, I mean, we see you can look at 
<laughs> look at the CrossFit games from 2009 and it's like cringeworthy how they're moving. And now you can't tell the difference between um, how they move in like Olympic weightlifting versus actual like Olympic weightlifters. Like they, the movement patterns are there. The weights are very, very similar, even if it's a totally different sport. And I think in jujitsu, you just have guys that are so extremely fit and strong. And I feel that all the time. Like I, I'll roll with, um, uh, who's your uh, Brazilian purple belt guy? It starts with, uh, Fabio. Fabio, yeah. That guy is so extremely athletic. He's so fucking frustrating, and he's so technical. But I, my, I'm like, what do you do for fitness? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, you know, work out. He, do, I think he goes to FYF still or something, mm. and then he goes and you know, yeah, does some CrossFit here and there. He's incredible. Everybody's strong. good. Everybody's yeah. strong. I, I don't know how what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. I mean, not just at our place. There's like yeah. I look at kids and I'm like, man, <laughs> it's really incredible. And it must be pretty cool to to now for it to have arrived in this era where kids are starting young, and to realize like, okay, that maybe he's starting. He's five years old. No, he's uh, yeah. six, right? And for me, my, myself, you know, I have kids that started with me when they were five, and now they're driving to class. Yeah, and they're just killers. Oh, right. I bet. Oh, that's so weird. That's just because, it, like, the, not you know, physical and psychological plasticity at that time. It's yeah. just like to come to it as an adult. I mean, you <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I, I would think that, like, that it would be. You know, it's beginner's mind is harder and harder to get to the further away you get from having been born. <laughs> but I would also, I, I would, I would add on to that end because this is one of the funny things that it, um, when Kenton came um, to the class the other day, it was like the more often you experience being terrible yeah. at something, and Jiu-Jitsu provides that every day. I don't know for the first ten years or something, like. <laughs> On a scale that is hard to fathom, it's like the better you get about like questioning everything that you might think that you're already good at. Like it's made me actually reapproach a lot of the fitness stuff. Like it, it's acted as like this nice conduit into relearning things that I thought that I already knew. So how I approach even fitness now in the gym looks so different than it did even like two years ago. Um, and a heavy influence from that is showing up and being like. You know, I think I can identify fitness stuff pretty easily. And I would even say that I'm pretty good at it. But I'll watch somebody do something and that's like, oh, shit. Like, I need to readdress some things because their ability in this. And so even Kenton made a point of it. He's like, man, I really need to, like, stop being so afraid of being a beginner all the time. And maybe that's one of the inspirational things when me and Mark came to take pictures of you um, a couple months ago. The to watch you guys and I've watched you a couple of times do this in your, I guess it's your noon session where you'll show up and you'll drill something and you'll drill it and you'll drill it and you'll drill it and you'll drill it. And like at the highest level, if, if we're, if we're practicing the same simple thing, um, an arm bar or something in an hour, I might be able to practice that 20 times before like I get fatigued and my brain just wears out and it just seems you can drill it a thousand times, but it's the same thing. And that uh, maybe that's, you know, specific to the art of jujitsu. Um, I, I don't think that it, I think it illuminates this beginner process, but that's something that I've appreciated about it. It's helped me come back and actually learn other things better and quickly. Yeah. And, that, and that's the work, right? Mm -hmm. Like you got to be willing to put in the, mm -hmm. 
the practice. It's not always fun to drill it, drill it, drill it, drill it, but it pays off. But but you guys look like it doesn't look miserable. Like I'll, so I'll, I'll roll with um, a similar like a, a white belt, and we'll go to do drills. Same basic thing. I'll notice that after three times they're done, right? I might be till five times before I'm like, okay, I think I got it. But I can I can see you guys so curious to like for an hour to explore just like how something feels, and that that's. It seems like the further you go along in jujitsu, it's just the better you are at being curious on how things work and how you can incorporate that into your thing. To see Jason South work on those really weird like thigh slicers that he's doing. It's like I've never seen I didn't even know it was a thing until I was tapping. And he's like, Yeah. And then he'll do it on the other leg just to so I could, you know, spread the feeling across. Yeah. It's symmetrical. It's yeah. symmetrical. He's drilling while you're trying to stop him. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> And that's kind of, <laughs> but he's so curious as to how it works. And that's infectious. Like when I see how curious he is at his level, he's like 12 years or something, he's been first degree black, but he, he, he's still like enthralled by the whole process. And I can't think of anything else. Like it made me feel sad for fitness because after like 10 years of fitness stuff, I was like, yeah, okay. It's kind of boring. Um, I get the message. I can kind of hang up the phone kind of deal. But the like maybe that's the thing that's so... Um, sold to me on jujitsu as an art is like all the people that I meet that are higher up are more curious than I am as a beginner. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Actually. I mean, the more, you know, the more, you know, you don't know, like that's, that's, yeah, yeah. The, you know, as cliche as mm -hmm. that is, mm -hmm. it's true there. Mm -hmm. And you're like, man, I want, I need to figure this out or this position mm -hmm. and things. That's another thing about jujitsu is, is you don't just get to do what you want to do. Like skateboarding where, mm. I really, I'm going to do, I'm going to be good at kickflips kick or whatever. Flip grand I'm going to be good yeah. at these things. <laughs> it's like, this guy is going to attack your feet or he's going to go for slicers. You mm -hmm. need to know that too. It's mm -hmm. like, you can't, you can't choose what you want to be good at because mm -hmm. someone else is going to be good at something and they're going to bring that to you. So you have to be good at everything. And that's, that's, that's hard for a lot of people too. I think that's where some people are like, uh, I'm just going to be the kind of black belt that has a self-defense academy because I've been put, I put 20 years in and I don't want to like be a beginner because the shit the kids are coming up with mm. now, I'm a beginner, you know, like right. I haven't seen it. I, I have to see it. And, and <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that is kind of, because if I circle back to like when I was first exposed to it, rubber guard was like the new thing. And then I saw, you know, some transitions into some other things. But people, I didn't understand. I thought it was all mapped out. I thought it was in books and they were ancient and everybody already knew like all the things you could. <laughs> but it's actually being developed like now. There, there, there's positions and maybe they're just naming things weird or what. But Spider Guard was not a fucking thing when I was first doing it. Well, there are fads also. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they come and go like you see brand new move. Guys will be showing me what it's a brand new move. I'm like, yeah, that was a, that was a, like new in 93 uh, okay. or like yeah. Yeah. you know like then like 93 guard <laughs> or, 93 guard right? yeah, 93 guard or, yeah. like or, or, or i just i remember when that um like the, the the first sort of crazy athleticism that i could i was exposed to in jiu-jitsu was that dane kid yeah like where he won a couple things in a row like the flying triangle yeah or oh. I think he won every match of flying triangle. Flying triangle, yeah, yeah and, and then stopped because people yeah. figured out how to defend. Like, oh, this guy's going to do a flying triangle. I guess, <laughs> I, you know, like, but but I'm just like, 
Well, that's totally insane. You're not even on the ground yet. I'm in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> I got somewhere to be. How does that even happen? Uh, okay. I'm kind of, all right. I guess I need to, you know, reorient my brain in, yeah. in a way. Have, have you found, and I'm just curious from my own perspective because I don't exactly know. Like if I, um, if I go travel, I, I kind of know uh, the culture for dropping into a gym and like the do's and don'ts. Do you, and that is not that that's a a tight knit but also almost tribal experience. Like you go into a new gym and it's it's kind of weird. Do you find that with jujitsu you can transition and wherever you go, there's you're welcome to visit uh, at a certain point. Well, for me, I know a lot of people mm -hmm. because I've been doing it so long. So sure. I, I usually have a place if I travel. Or sometimes I'm teaching, mm -hmm. you know, there, but it's harder as I think it's sometimes harder as a, a black belt because mm. you don't know exactly. They don't know that you're, you know, you can call and say, "Hey, I'm coming," but you may go to a place where there's not even a black belt teaching, and then they're like, "Oh, right." Do you want to take class or teach class or you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, but usually I, I call or or I'm I I I stick with people I kind of know. Mm -hmm. And do you get a lot of like I uh, one of the I mean best ways for me to learn is I'll, I'll I'll drop in watch another coach pick things that I like really pay attention to the stuff that I don't like to make sure that I don't do it myself and that seems backwards but sometimes we're just like you know I don't like how despondent they are or, or stuff like that how do what influences you now in your coaching style of jujitsu? Do you mean as far as what I've seen from other people? Yeah, or, or yeah, uh, I mean. I try to, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, Pedro always try to answer questions. Like mm -hmm. his style was just like bring problems. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's do that. So I try to keep that open. Um, but I don't know if I, if I really like follow somebody's cue or like style the way Pick they teach. Up. Yeah. I mean, I, and just like, cause I know James brings a lot of his own style into it. Yeah. Um, I've also seen that there is a big separation of style where like he is his own, he has his own way of doing things. And so, um, is that a conscious decision to not become kind of like this, I don't know, homogenous glob of instruction. So there, there is no criteria we have to teach this way and have to do that. Is that on purpose? Yeah. I mean, maybe we should, I don't know if it's the best thing, you know, maybe we could even do more of like, I don't know. Maybe we could be a little more structured, mm -hmm. but we have we have enough structure that by the time they're through the fundamentals, I think everything is. Yeah, and I think having different types of teachers is good too because different yeah. people learn differently or they they relate to different stuff, right? For sure, for sure. That I mean that that uh, Zach is like it, I can always kind of pinpoint like if Zach does something a certain way, it'll feel right to me. Yeah. Um, and although I'm totally in awe of how James does certain things, I can never feel like I'm like, oh, we are a different species of animal because of how he moves. He's just different. <laughs> That's yeah. I think. Right. Like, <laughs> and I think you've always been really good at that. You'll show me something and I'll like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like uh, how it feels makes sense or maybe how we move works together. So I've always wondered, like I, I appreciate the separation. And I know, you know, when things become too formatted, you really like 
breed the same person over and over again and you kind of lose touch with that so i was wondering if you guys noted that or that's just something that happens organically i think i we have it's not a conscious thing i think we just encourage people to like work on what they're good at mm-hmm. at first and then work on what they're bad at when they're too good at something <laughs> <laughs> you just get properly good at one thing which is also useful also useful yeah <laughs> beer break pee break oh nice <laughs> But, you know, when you're near the bathroom, you're near the kitchen. Yeah, I think Sarah's actually going to be here with the dog soon, too. Okay. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) You've seen him, right? You've met him. Yeah, Yeah. one time, you know. um, He comes, he's a mat dog. Just on Saturdays, he comes and hangs out. Okay. You've met him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he takes up quite a bit of space. A lot of space, yeah. (laughs) He's a massive (laughs) animal. How much is, so he's a St. Bernard? He's 185, yeah. 185 pounds. Our our dog before him was a St. Bernard that was 208. Oh, my God. He's in my fight class. Yeah, I'm yeah exactly. <laughs> that's so she's actually here now. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, that seems like a natural point to wrap this thing up. I, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think we need another. I'm just starting to have fun right I know, now. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. I mean, we got we past can, all the... We need it, James here with us one time. I think I th- I, abso- I absolutely think so. It'd yeah, be, it'd be fun to see if we could actually get him. We could. I think we could. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. Yeah, he's not much of a talker. That's what I was gonna say. I'm sure we could get him here. It's just like <laughs> what, James? There's a well. Put a really, microphone. It's not. It's not even because he's shy. It's just mm. because he's doesn't just, need to speak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, to tr- you know, it's, it's true. You don't always need to speak in order to transmit knowledge or to to he's a a savant of sorts well i i mean i appreciate a you now being my professor even though you're johnny to me um (laughs) and like even from the very beginning you've always been a big influence on me and obviously mark as well so it was something that we felt i mean right from the get-go of starting this like conversations need to have with people have influenced us the most it was it was kind of a funny thing because there, there was a um th- you know the, this, the whole process sort of from the, from the beginning of you know meeting each other and this and that and I, like, every now and then i'll you know look back through some and unfortunately um in a mass accidental deletion oh really oh, <laughs> yeah there's a like a bunch of pictures from you know, 2000, like the high resolution photos from 2004 through 2006. Oh, really? Yeah. I still got like these little, you know, 400 by 400, you know, very small sort of, sort of mm. postage stamp type memories from that era. But every now and then I'll be looking for something. And, and uh, I was actually the other day looking for a picture of Nate Pack on the Airdyne to post with. Or next to the Airdyne. Or, or ne- yeah. <laughs> That's only on video. Oh. I, I don't know. But I found a really good yeah. picture of him. With, and, and, but I go through that stuff and, I, and, and see. And then a couple of years ago, I, you know, when I was going through and, um, you know, Lisa wanted a bunch of pictures of Paul. And so I'm just like going through all that stuff and then realizing like, um, fuck. That was quite, um, quite a journey. That was quite the, a journey. The, and I think all, you know, all of us went on together and, and, um, yeah, mistakes were made and, um, but also more, more, mostly not. Right. You know, and I way. think it's the kind of thing that's just like, I still feel 
so lucky to have been a part of that but it also was like impossible to recreate and impossible to ever happen again you know yeah and uh it's one of those things like a time of life that that's gone now but man it was what we had for a little while was so so cool it was it really was quite amazing and and being sort of in this space now and seeing you know like okay what do we um what do we want to do you know with the the physical training aspect well i'm not going to repeat myself that's for sure and 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 also it is a you know it was very contextual in the way you know the place that all of us were on our individual trajectories that just like coincided in that one spot and it was fucking amazing exactly and uh yeah it'd be fun to get james in here there's and there's some other people from you know every now and then i just think about like like, i wonder what diaz is up to yeah you know i wonder (laughs) he's doing well he's still he's got uh, two academies now he's training still yeah he's doing good we i see him still he's still does he come down every now and then? still trains yeah at least once a week cool yeah and then uh yeah i saw mccain like a few times Mm -hmm. when the sect was he still comes down him. once a week too probably nice. fridays yeah yeah there was a, i mean it was a really cool crew of people and then like you know chris eberly i mean just like the the sort of people that were around unified and around jim jones at that time and, and just such such good energy and then obviously you know there was it, it it's funny to me in a way because i look at um like okay this place was created a certain culture was established and obviously that changed over the years but it was pretty damn clear and it's even and it's more and more clear to me every day every time i run into someone who belonged versus someone who didn't (laughs) it's pretty clear yeah well like you're saying there's probably two thousand what to two thousand what'd you say two thousand four to two thousand six there's a that many pictures yeah and probably there was not one single picture that was someone posed for. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, It was just like, we didn't know we were getting our picture taken. Yeah. But we were working out. And that that's kind of how the, the thing was. It was all, we were documenting something, but it wasn't yep. for anyone else so much. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, it was it on, on the, the internet. Website. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, we put but, it out there because we wanted to sort of show what was happening. Because it, yeah. it's like, okay, here's a place that, you know, you can't physically get into, but you can look into. And this is some of what we're doing, and this is what we're thinking. And, yeah. and it's... No longer. It's just no longer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was, um, it was a, yeah, a really cool fucking era. And uh, um, it'd, be, it'd be fun to sort of explore it a little bit more with... Some other characters. Some yeah. of the other people there, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and, and see, I'd be love to sit down with Damon at some point too, just because um, that's... He's on a... He's right now, like, in his prime. And, uh, yeah, he's... It'd be interesting to see what he says about it. I'd like uh, to sit down with him and hear what he's doing, you know? I see him training. Uh, yeah. We we still train, and, and uh, I'm just, like, constantly amazed at the work he's putting in. Hmm. He makes me feel pretty lazy. Yeah. So he still, was he, he was, he worked in a restaurant. 
Yeah, when, he's uh, not. He's not really. He's not working at a job okay. other than teaching at Unified and yeah. maybe doing privates and doing stuff like that. He's, he's only doing jujitsu. Nice. It cool. seems that happens to some. Yeah. Well, James is like, Damon, quit your job, man. <laughs> <laughs> That was his advice. Man, I, I need to figure out a new job so I can try and quit your job. <laughs> there there you have it. Hacks directly from the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> quit your you want to change your life? Quit your job. <laughs> yeah, I don't see I don't see a downside to that. At least from the I mean, I don't say that to everybody. Sure. Yeah. Because I know yeah. he'll take care of himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's an I have a few other students. I'm like, man, don't quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hacks from the professionals. <laughs> Don't quit your job. <laughs> That's the other side of it. Exactly. At least, at least we exactly. attempted to answer that. Find all the hacks from jujitsu. Yeah. Don't quit your job or do. Or do. Nice. And now um, we got we to gotta wrap this up because I got to go see Woodrow. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Thank you, Johnny. Thank Johnny. you, guys. Thanks. Thank you. It was and great. Appreciate uh, it. We have to do... Yeah, fuck. You're right down the road. We got to do this. <laughs> Why would I come hang out in this space anyway? Like... Yeah, that's great. Yes, it's it, it's cool, and and the energy in here is only gonna get better just because, I th- I think uh, our filtering mechanism for cool people is um, a bit more refined. Yeah, it took a long. It took ten years to refine that filter, and it's still being reworked <laughs> yeah. all the time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there'll be more. Cool, cool, thanks, man. Thank and you. happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, it would right. be. I don't have any champagne. Oh, we do have champagne. (laughs) (laughs) 